welcome to SLP Full Disclosure, the podcast for SLPs by SLPs, where we deep dive into a variety of topics to empower, educate, and entertain. Join us each episode to hear from expert guests and topics that matter most. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already, and let's jump into this episode. Hello and welcome to SLP Full Disclosure. I'm one of your hosts, Jennifer Martin, and joining me is my co-host, Alyssa Hunter. Hello. I am very excited to introduce our guest today because she now works with Alyssa and I. So we are very happy to introduce you all to Maggie Keys. Hi, everyone. So Maggie is now one of our teammates, like it or not, Maggie, (laughs) (laughs) you are one of us. Um, And she is the clinical liaison at the company that we work with, Advanced, and we're so happy to have her. So I'll give you a little bit of background information on her, and then we're going to ask her a few questions so you can get to know her a little bit more. So Maggie has been a speech therapist across many settings for the past 15 years. She's worked in hospitals, skilled nursing facilities, schools, and some home health care. She graduated, got her undergraduate degree from University of New Hampshire, Durham, and graduated with her master's from MGH Institute of Health Professions in Boston. The very cool thing is that after she graduated, she is an avid traveler and took her passion for travel and meeting new people and became a travel therapist. So she started New York City and worked her way to San Francisco. Now she lives in Denver, which we are very happy about, and she's passionate about helping therapists reach their fullest potential clinically and professionally. And um, thanks for being here, Maggie. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here at Advanced. Uh, We're so excited to have you on our team. It's been so fun already, and I'm excited to learn more about you today. Today, Maggie and I were having lunch, and I was asking her questions, and I was like, maybe you should just send me your resume so I could uh, (laughs) stop asking you so many questions about yourself all the time. So I think we'll cover a lot of ground today. Absolutely. And I know that we will be hearing from Maggie on some of our other podcasts as our special guests. So we just wanted you to get to know who she is a little bit more so that when she makes her appearances, that she's a familiar voice. So Maggie, let's start from the beginning. Tell us about your clinical journey. So kind of from your initial decision to become an SLP to now. All right. Um, So I think the beginning was with my younger brother. He received speech therapy. (laughs) And my mom would always joke that I, when we were younger, that I was, quote unquote, interpreting for him. Now I have learned that that is a communication (laughs) issue. Um, So I pretty much decided before going into undergrad that I really wanted to pursue speech therapy. Um, And when I entered my graduate career, um, I found that I really enjoyed working with adults as much as I enjoyed working with pediatrics, which was very exciting and something I did not expect. Um, However, when I graduated, I decided to stay in the Boston area and do my CF at a school. Um, and loved working at the elementary school um, just outside of Boston. 
decided after being there for three years, three and a half, um, going on my fourth year, that I really wanted to explore working with adults again um, and started working per diem at a rehab hospital um, about an hour outside of Boston. Um, and then that eventually turned into a full-time job. And I did inpatient and outpatient. I got to work with adults, um, you know, in the feeding and swallowing area, um, cognition. That was one of my favorite types of therapy, um, as well as outpatient um, with adults. And I could continue with pediatrics. So it was a fun uh, mix of everything. And that's when I went on to travel therapy and worked in New York in schools and then skilled nursing out in California, back to schools. Um, I did per diem um, at a uh, an acute care trauma center uh, just outside of San Francisco while I was doing full-time in the school setting. And I loved that. That was a lot of fun because I got to do both adults and pediatrics and got to use the full range of my um, skills. Um, and then I continued back. I moved back to Boston thinking I should be in, in the East Coast and then I decided, you know what, this isn't working for me. I'm going to move back to <laughs> back out west, move to Denver, and started my home health career and did that for two years. And here I am. <laughs> I think you're such a great example as what we talk to new grads about all the time is that there are so many things that you can do. Yes. And just because yeah. you start one doesn't mean that's where you stay. And you are just right. a shining example of that. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, I do. Yeah. I think now after experiencing it all, I I can understand where you're, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is my only experience. This is all I'm going to do for the rest of my career. And I am here to say that's not true. <laughs> yes. You can do anything. <laughs> you are the living legend. I mean, we hear... We tell this story that there's speech therapists who just experience the wide range of settings that we can work in, and you've done that throughout the past 15 years. So how did you make the decision to take the leap into travel therapy after being a permanent employee at a few different facilities? Um, great question. I think I always had a desire to live in certain cities. <laughs> um, and I knew at that point in my career, I had a strong skill set that I could walk into most settings and feel very comfortable um, being a clinician and um, felt strong with my, you know, evaluation skills and treatment skills. And um, so that point in my career, I think I was looking for a change. I'd been in the Boston area for eight, nine years, um, and I was just missing being in, like, the change and the excitement of new. Um, and, you know, I, I did it maybe a little bit differently than some. I know a lot of therapists will say, I want a uh, I want to work in outpatient pediatrics or I want to work with adults um, inpatient. And I did it more like I want to work in New York City and then I want to work in, you know, San Francisco. Um, so luckily enough, I was able to find um, jobs and both of the, the travel company I was with could find positions for me. Um, 
So it was really just that drive for new and change and learning, exploring my life. (laughs) That's amazing. Something that I always talk about with new grads is kind of this triangle of priorities. And there's Mm -hmm. three main things that drive a job decision, location, setting, and pay. And Mm -hmm. usually one of those went now, and depending on which one's most important, you might have to sacrifice some of the other triangle points, but you can typically get your most important one. And so that's awesome to hear that you chose, okay, your priority is location. And so maybe you had to be more flexible on setting or more flexible on pay, but then you got to go where you wanted to be. Right, exactly. Um, I think that learning that flexibility and knowing what my number one was um, helped me grow as a person and uh, got thrown into different situations (laughs) and and learned from them and enjoyed them and made new friends. And, um, you know, it was kind of what I wanted. Um, And being aware of that fact that you know, what, whatever your number one is, even if it's, you know, the setting that isn't that great, you can find something positive out of that setting that you're learning and it's not forever. <laughs> it will change. Well, and I think that is a, something you said is always what I also talk to new grads about. And the thing that I think is why I wish that I had done more of what you did with the traveling is because you can go and experience cities that you like, well, I don't think I necessarily want to live in San Francisco for the rest of my life. I don't think I necessarily need to live in New York City for the rest of my life, but how fun to live there for a period of time and almost like live like a tourist knowing I'm not going to be here forever. Mm -hmm. And I think that is, I mean, that is so cool that you did that. Yeah. So when thinking about that time of your career, what would you say was your best professional experience, if you can think of one? I mean, did you have a setting or a place that just resonates as like, oh, that was such a cool time in my life? Um, I think, I mean, everything was amazing, but I think San Francisco would have to win out. <laughs> um, um, I, I really, the growth that I made um, as a clinician in that time period uh, was amazing. Um, And then being able to uh, have a full-time job, but then also do some per diem um, and being able to use both those, you know, just different skills, but all under the same umbrella of speech therapy. Um, My wheelhouse is really the elementary school level, kindergarten through fifth grade. And I got to do that, um, also out in California. Um, and it was just, I just love that age group and, and then being in one of my favorite cities in the U S it was just, it all kind of came together. I think you had two pieces of your triangle, you had your location and your setting, right? Exactly. I don't know if anybody has the pay piece right. in San Francisco. Pay is so that's a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody gets that third piece no, in San Francisco. Not yeah. in San Francisco. <laughs> you don't yeah. get it all. So yeah. Maybe so you have to do stay. per diem at a tech company. Yeah. And right. Then. Yes. <laughs> Listen in the right arena with my per diem. <laughs> but it's cool to think that you even got two of the three prongs mm-hmm. of the triangle. Yeah. But you know, as we all know that travel isn't always all rainbows and sunshine. What would you say was your most challenging part of doing travel therapy? Oh, um, one 
part comes to mind. Um, <laughs> o- only one? <laughs> one, Success. one immediately came out of mind. Um, so I, when I was in New York City, and I love that city, it's a great city, um, but you know, when you're doing travel, you don't know exactly uh, the location that they're going to be sending you to. When um, I was asked to be at a middle school, high school, charter school, um, and then, you know, like two or three days a week. And then the rest of the week, I was supposed to be at an elementary school in somewhat of a you know, sketchier <laughs> location. Um, and I went up there for the interview and I just, I just did not feel comfortable, like safety wise. Um, so it was, it was hard for me to admit that I just, this is not for, you know, this is scary. I, this, I don't feel safe. Um, and I immediately called my recruiter and he said, okay, if you don't feel safe, then you don't have to go to that location. We'll work something out with the other uh, school that I was going to. And they were able to work something out. So it was a learning experience. (laughs) And I don't, I'm one to not give up. Um, And I don't want to, you know, ever tell a boss, you know, like, especially at that point in my career that I couldn't do something. Um, But it, when my safety was at risk, I knew I needed to say something. So it was a growing moment. (laughs) Um, so that was, that was a big memory (laughs) that stuck out as one of those, oh, fun travel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I think, you know, know, those boundaries though, I'm sure that you applied that when you were doing home health and Mm -hmm. going into people's homes in all different types of settings. Like, like you said, all of those lessons build up over time Mm -hmm. that then you start feeling more and more comfortable with where your boundaries and thresholds are at as a therapist. Right, Which is exactly. really important. Yes, yeah. I think that's a great point. You do start to learn where your boundaries are and where you have to start drawing the line. Otherwise, it can really lead to burnout. <laughs> we don't want that. Well, and I think you that. knowing that so early or being able to do that so early in your career like really speaks highly of you because I don't know if that place in my career, if I would have, I probably would have gone to the unsafe neighborhood. <laughs> I might not be here, but I, <laughs> so I'm very, you know, I, <laughs> I really admire that, 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 because my early self probably would not have made that same choice. So I, I, I admire that very much. Um, so when you're thinking back to just, you know, starting this career or doing the travel, you know, what advice would you give to somebody that's, you know, contemplating, doing that as a, as a career choice? Um, first I would strongly encourage it. I just think it was the best career move I made, um, as far as broadening, um, my horizons and my experiences. Um, and then I would tell them to really prioritize those, the, you know, three parts of the triangle. Like, are you looking for location? Are you looking more for setting? Um, what What are you, what's the drive behind you thinking about doing travel therapy? Um, and, you know, if it's location, then pick several locations um, that you might be interested in because, you know, that top location might not work out for one reason or the other. Uh, so always have, you know, a backup or two. Um, even if you're just outside of what, you know, the place that you really want to be at, um, 
that is okay because then you could maybe take weekend trips or something. Um, or if you're in a different setting and it's, you know, not exactly where you want to be, then, you know, there's always the opportunity to move on after you finish. So prioritizing, I think, is the number one. But And to not give up on what it is that you really want to find, keep looking for it because there are so many opportunities popping up all the time. Well, you just don't know. I mean, this is, right. you know, it's like when I was doing feeding therapy with, with kids and they'd say, oh, I'm not going to eat that. I'm like, but right. you, that may be your favorite food. Right. You don't you know don't yet. Know. Yeah, and so, exactly. I mean, going to a place where it's like, that was never on my radar. Right. That could be a really right. one of your favorite places. You just don't know yet. So, right. You know, yeah, exactly. I think that's important to keep in mind. So I love that. And it's it just nice keeping... philosophy in here. I love it. <laughs> well, and just keeping that open mind. I mean, I think right. that's one of the things I admire most about those that travel, do travel therapy and kind of seeing them from the beginning to the end of that is it does create such a flexible, adaptable mm-hmm. mindset that right. I think serves you well for the rest of your career and life. Right. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I couldn't agree more. So looking back to when you were a new grad, so little Maggie Keys already conquering the (laughs) world. Just yesterday. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) What words of wisdom would you have for yourself as you are graduating, starting your first job? Great question. Um, Be more confident. Like I, you know, I, we talk to new grads all the time and it's, you do know your material. You do have research to pull from and at the at your fingertips, it's right there. Um, so I do, I wish I had been maybe a little bit more confident in my skills and relax and enjoy. <laughs> balance, the work-life balance thing too. You know, it's, it's not the end of the world if, you know, like you, there were two words that were I don't know, you know, he reversed two words in a sentence or there's one misspelling in a report. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, I think those would be advice, words of wisdom to myself. Yes. We still tell ourselves that every day, right? Yeah. Be confident. It's okay to make mistakes. (laughs) Work-life balance. Right. You're only human. You're only only human. human. And I know you've done so much and you've, you really have done some credible things in this field, but is there an area that you want to learn more about or an area that's always intrigued you that you haven't done anything yet to this point? Um, that is a great question. I was starting to delve into the feeding with kids, um, you know, in the home health setting before I came to advanced, but I, I was really enjoying that and it was something different that I had not really been exposed to throughout my career. So it was a really, it was intriguing to me and I would have loved to have, you know, explored that a little bit more and and who knows, I might continue to explore. <laughs> it's um, messy. Right. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's true. You have to have a shield. <laughs> you come home with all kinds of things on your clothes. You're like, yeah. oh, I don't know where that came from. Um, it's fun but messy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of end off this discussion, something that we love to ask people when they come on our podcast. So Jennifer and I, as I'm sure you can tell since you've been here with us, that we're big proponents of self-care and we're big proponents of work-life balance and just 
prioritizing your own routine of what you need. So what do you do for self-care? And great question. How do you kind of make yourself feel refreshed every day? Um, I love yoga, big yoga person. Um, I'm running any form of exercise, getting outside, um, (laughs) resetting. I think, especially being here in Denver, we have the beautiful mountains. Um, but you know, talking to anyone, I think finding whatever you enjoy outside of work and helping you to decompress and find a healthy balance, um, is something I always recommend, but yeah, personally it's yoga, running, any form of exercise, hiking, skiing, big skier in the winter. (laughs) Amazing. It's good advice. Nature is the best therapist. Yes. I do agree. Yeah. We're in a good place for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maggie, I, I liked you going into this, and I didn't even know I could like you more, but I do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being on our team, Maggie. We love you. I'm going to take this next so level. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so stalker level is uh, next yeah. phase two. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you so much. And we are so excited. And I can't wait to have you on other episodes and to be our special guest. Yes. (laughs) Maybe we'll have you out in the field. (laughs) I will report from anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We have some ideas. So we'll (laughs) We'll keep those. We'll we'll get back to you on that. Okay. So (laughs) thanks for joining us, everyone, today. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to get in touch with us at the podcast, send us an email at slpfulldisclosure at gowithadvanced.com. And each episode's show notes are available at the website, gowithadvanced.com backslash slpfulldisclosure. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to get the latest updates. And if you want to give us a little shout out, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread the word. Also, special thanks to Jonathan Carey for producing this episode and Aiden Dykes for the music and editing. And as always, this episode was powered by Advanced Travel Therapy. See you next time. Mm-hmm.